Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. I have moved to a new house. I've had to endure a whole week without any Wi-Fi connection whatsoever, hotspotting off my mobile, dropping out of Zoom calls, freezing at a moment's notice. It's it's just been devastating. However, I am now all connected back up to the internet and therefore back in the 21st century. Are we in the 21st century? Um, anyway, back in the real world, back here, and hopefully going with Jake meeting up with me. So what could we talk about this week, we thought? Well, it just so happens I've moved onto the side of a very steep hill and I do love a bit of a crazy running challenge. So my personal crazy running challenge is going to be to race my son up the top of this very, very steep hill over Christmas. Um, And therefore we thought that segued nicely into a crazy running challenge. Jake's crazy running challenge is how many miles can he cover while sitting in a cupboard? so far, I think he's up to about 24, and definitely he's gone a bit crazy. Hello, Jacob. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. Who's Jacob? I, um, I am going a little bit crazy. I've been in here all, all morning. Uh, we, we've just done a live podcast, um, the podcast that we do each week. We've just done a live one. We've never tried this before, myself and Pete, the producer. Um, so it's all been a bit mad. In fact, I, ju- I just dropped you a message before this live, didn't I? Saying, Joe, I'm, I'm going to be there for half 12. It's all a bit crazy today, but... I'm here now. I'm not doing any crazy running channel challenges. You are, but I know it's a hot topic <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> I am just laughing because I've actually realised I've got these earpods in, <laughs> and they're not working in the slices. But never mind. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh well. <laughs> don't worry about it. We have these little issues, don't we? We do have these issues. Actually, what I've got to can I mention this, Joe? I know we're on your page here, and, and you're controlling the live. You are the host here today. But um, Jim the Law Runs has joined us. Hello, Jim. He's my good friend. <laughs> Hello, my good friend, Jim. Feel free to put some comments all the way through. We're going to, like, style it out this time. No do, 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 you, do you want to just let people know what happened there, Joe, that, didn't, that maybe didn't join us for the last live we did? <laughs> So Jim, I, I thought, was a good friend of mine, a good Instagram friend. And uh, so I was a bit thrown when he's, he sort of told me I was talking a load of rubbish halfway through our live, last Insta Live. Um, yeah, I, I kind of expected him to say it to my face, but not necessarily while I was on air. Uh, and then I'm so devastated, actually. That's why we couldn't talk last week, because I just took me that long to get over it, Jim. So, you know, you've, you've really hurt me, really hurt me. Uh, no, it turns out Jim walked out the room and left his phone there with his lovely colleagues who chose to comment. Um, but it's OK. It's OK. So if anyone else wants to leave their phone unatta- um, unattended and someone put some random insulting comments on, feel free. Please open. don't do it. Please don't do it. We take it personally. We don't want we don't want to be heckled on a Friday lunchtime. We don't. Look, let's let, let's jump into it here. So crazy running challenges. Do, do you want to start? Yeah. You know, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this? Obviously, you're getting involved a bit yourself. Well, so the one of the reasons. So obviously, you know, uh, my son Cameron and I decided we were, we were going to do this challenge up this hill. I'm actually going out for a practice maybe because you know he can't practice these things. Um, but also another guy I'm good friends with, Rich um, Hayes, is doing an advent run where basically every day you run. So on December the first, you run one mile, second two miles, blah blah blah. Um, obviously starts fantastically ends up you've got to run 23 and 24 miles um i think you maybe get 
Christmas Day off, so you don't have to do the full 25 on Christmas Day. But this kind of got me thinking around crazy running challenges. And, um, you know, what are they? And should we do them? And what's the advantages and disadvantages of doing so? Um, I kind of think my, my this time last year, we were all in the depths of depression around COVID. Let's say that's not coming around again. And I remember my friend Daisy uh, signed me up or convinced me to sign up for a 24 hour race in July. Uh, it seemed like a great challenge this time of year obviously as it came around to june i suddenly thought oh my lord I've got to run for 24 hours um and I had to sort of think about training and really i think these things sometimes they're really good aren't they for motivation and you think yeah it's a bit of fun we're in a kind of post-marathon depression maybe it's all a bit gray outside or or christmas craziness takes you over and um, you have these brilliant ideas and then all of a sudden you find you're committed to something um that maybe you didn't quite think through at the time but I don't know as a coach I don't know if you've had any of your runners Jake suddenly present you with with a crazy running challenge that they've decided they're going to do I mean there's, there's no crazy running challenges that have popped up yet on, on training peaks which is the <laughs> platform we use to coach but I do keep my eye out because sometimes these events do appear um and and I can understand it so so I I'm not massively into these kind of and by the way we use the word crazy well, you know what we mean. We're not being kind of derogatory towards these events. We understand, you know, it's kind of these challenges. Is Something about motivation. that's fun, perhaps not, you know, not a race in that sense. I think that's what we mean by a running challenge. We, we should probably talk the word crazy, shouldn't we? Sorry. Yeah, and we know what we mean. It's, it's something that's a little bit different. And for a lot of people, I think it's, it's motivation. I don't think for everybody. Sometimes it's just a bit of involvement, I think, as well, is perhaps a reason why people do these kind of things, Joe. You know, if their club buddies are doing it or the club sets it, or their, their running friend or whatever, they, they jump on board. Maybe a little bit of showmanship as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, kind of, we like a bit of kudos on Strava and a bit of acknowledgement. You know, it's, oh, look what I did. I, I ran every day in January, which we know is a, is, a, is a classic kind of almost accepted challenge, I think, in many respects. It's something that's pretty known. So I understand why people like these things and the reasons behind them. I guess from my side of things, Joe, let's say somebody came to me, you know, dropped me a message on social media, or one of my runners, they wanted to do some kind of challenge that was a little bit, let's use the phrase, out there, something that's different, like we're saying, something that perhaps inspired them to take action in December. I'm all for that. However, I think it's important to look at what the gap is between where they currently are and what the challenge is. So you know that kind of void in between. It's, just, it's the same, really, if somebody wants to train for an event, isn't it? And we say, well, where are you now? And when is the event? What time frame have we got? Because that's the gap that you've got to plug. And what, what you don't want to have to do is if you follow me with, on this is, is try and fit a, a square peg in a round hole because it's not going to go so i think you need to select a challenge if it's something that inspires you i think you need to choose a challenge that is realistic for you it still needs to be a challenge you know as the title suggests but it, it i think it needs to be not too far removed from where you currently are because what you'll do is you'll risk injury and especially some of these challenges they're kind of a bit short-lived aren't they they serve a purpose for a period of time you get some kudos on Strava and maybe you get a Garmin badge or, or whatever, whatever it might be. But actually a real goal, maybe a race or event or a marathon in April. And you don't want your training for the main goal to be hindered or set back because you've ended up being injured. And that's not, you know, being injured through the challenge. And that's not doom and gloom. I guess that's just being a little bit realistic because by sheer definition of these challenges, these running challenges, they are a little bit different. And we just, I, I suppose we have to tread carefully, I think, Joe. What, what's your feelings on that? Yeah, it's, um, 
It is actually always a really tricky one. Now, I've obviously got a different lot of runners to you. Quite a few of them have, have thrown a few curveballs my way at times. Um, and I, you know, I'm a runner at heart and I love a bit of a fun challenge. And I think it, you know, they, there is a big motivational factor. Um, it is a bit of fun that doesn't have the pressure of a race and chasing a PB and all of that. But also, as you say, as a coach, you have to think, what's the cost of this challenge you know so as you say where am I now and what do I need to do to finish it and and how does it fit with the goals that I've got therefore what degree of compromise am I prepared to make both in terms of the challenge itself but also this this longer term goal that I've said is really important to me um so you know I I, I sort of say you know realistically what's the impact so what's the training that you need to do for it you know do you need to do something specific or more or different and then what's what's the recovery time that might come from it because often you know by the very nature of we're talking about a challenge now for me running up this hill which i'm looking up out the window uh, you know i'll probably take the day and my might be a bit more for a day or two but it's not a massive deal in that sense if you're taking on something like the red January, the run every day January or this advent challenge, you know, that acts, I mean, so run every day January is slightly different because you obviously could just do a mile or something, but like this advent challenge, that's quite a big chunk of running that's likely to be disproportionate to the running you're doing now. So to what extent are you prepared not just to do the challenge, but to take a bit of time off afterwards to recover? So again, I go back to that 24-hour race I did, and I had a few runners do a 24-hour race, and they're saying, look, do you want to do as many miles as you can in that 24 hours? But if you go above, you know, kind of 25 miles, the more you go above 25 miles, the more we're going to have to look at recovery days after. So if you're telling me you want to run 30, 40, 50 miles, I'm perfectly confident you can, and within without injuring yourself, but only if we then take three, four, five days recovery afterwards. So, you know, and for some people, it's like, well, I don't really want to, you know, want to well, you've got to compromise somewhere then. So it's that sort of consideration, isn't it, as to not be the party people. I don't think I really want to be that. <laughs> but how do we manage this from a professional, safe perspective? And, and we don't want to be party poopers. And I think the difficulty as well, Joe, is not is trying to avoid taking the fun out of this because it's a fun thing as well, isn't it? These challenges that people do, Red January or the, the Advent uh, Challenge or whatever the challenge may be, it is fun. So we're not saying look at this super seriously, but I think you need to take a little step back and look at the bigger picture, which is kind of what you're saying there, Joe. You know, consider what else you've got going on. Consider your main goals. Consider where you are at present. Is it wise for you to do this? and get involved in this because then you're going to be a proper bear with a sore head if you do end up injured and then you'll be one of those people that wishes you never did it so you've just got to go into it a little bit eyes open and not too reckless but without taking the fun out of it so there is a bit of a balance there and you mentioned mentioned a couple of times the red january thing and, and you said oh it's just slightly different because of course you can just do a mile and you can but even you know, a mile for some people if they're looking at doing it every day especially if they're coming off the back of injury joe you know let's say somebody's got injured uh, through the back end of the year they're coming back out the other side 
they want something to motivate themselves because actually they lost the motivation and the momentum through the injury, which is understandable. They couldn't do any other activities. Oh, mid January, I'll do that. I think it's good to have a contingency in your mind. And I'm not just talking about the January thing, by the way, but yeah. whatever, the, whatever it might be, have a contingency. And, and by that, I mean, think of how you could regress the challenge to suit you. So you don't necessarily, you're the boss of your running in your life. So you don't necessarily have to do the challenge as it is. Shape it yourself, tweak it yourself. There's no right or wrong, win or lose. You know, there's no medal involved for, for a lot of these things anyway. So just tweak it so that you're able to do it. It still, it still fires you up. It still motivates you to get out there and take action. You're still going to be proud of yourself once you complete the challenge, but you stand a greater chance of being able to complete it. A good example of that, is if you are looking at doing some kind of run every day thing, whether that's January or another time of year, you could just actually view it as activity rather than run every day, you know, mm. get, getting active every day. And that gives you some, it gives you some scope and flexibility, I guess, Joe, is what I'm saying there. You might end up running every day, great, but at least you don't feel the pressure to do that. You could just go and have a walk and you're still ticking that box. I think just being a bit smart with it, really. Yeah. So and I've, I've had that conversation with somebody around the, the red January in particular. So look, you know, we've got these niggling issues. Can we just say we're going to walk? You know, the idea is ultimately that the, the kind of thing behind red January is, is a bit of a fitness boost as well. And, and as you say, an activity, encouragement for activity. And I think, you know, a lot of these challenges actually, I, I think in some ways they can be really beneficial because again, as a coach, I know you've had the same thing I have, where, where people you know, motivation just drifts away and it happens to all of us. Um, and it's very hard to, sometimes it can be very difficult to get that back. So just switching the focus from something that's very structured and very tangible and very measured. And with that comes pressure, you know, and I'm thinking about something like a big city marathon. It can be nice to switch it to something that's much looser and, and like I say, got a little bit of fun element. Um, and so I think there's a real benefit to them. But you've got to know where you're where you're coming from for it it, it gives you some it gives you some breathing space sorry joey just picking yeah. up on what you're saying that it gives you some breathing space physically and mentally from the i suppose the regiment for many people if we're really driven as runners and want to achieve goals and races it does give you some breathing space so i'm definitely all for that and it also helps let's make no mistake about it it also helps with forming habits and we know that's not so easy there's a lot of research to suggest how long it takes to create a habit whatever that habit may be and it's almost easier to do something like every day or do something than it is to do something just frequently like does, does that make sense we're not talking about running challenges that are just every day by the way but there are a lot of these and it's not just running joe burpee challenges right i'm going to do 50 burpees a day but yeah you've never done any strength or conditioning in your life and you might last one or two days and then you know you injured bag broken knees whatever so I think it, it is easy. I understand that I'm trying to sort of get in the mindset here of forming a habit, if that's what you're looking to do, if motivation's your thing. It's easier to do something every day than it is to think, well, I'm, I'm, I'll do it Monday and I'll do uh, four times a week. I'll do it on that day. I can't do it on that day because of this. You just say, right, I'm doing it every day and that's it. So it, it, there's definitely a benefit to that, but we just have to be careful. A good, very relevant example, which is not running connected. At the moment, I'm trying to form a habit with, learning Italian. I picked this up and put it down. My girlfriend's Italian. Obviously, that's my motivation to learn Italian. And then whenever her parents visit or we're visiting Italy, that's when I suddenly get a kick up the backside to like, oh, I'll give myself a kick up the backside to learn. So for anybody that does practice languages, you'll know the app Duolingo. 
and I'm trying to keep up my streak, Joe. I'm trying to sort of make sure I do it every day. Because for me, it's easier than saying I'm going to do it five times a week. I find that a little bit harder. Because at least so, if I say it every day. Actually say something to us in Italian. Posso pagare con carta di credito. Forgive my poor accent. May I pay by credit card? Which is a pointless <laughs> phrase because I don't well, even know where my uh, wallet is. Afterwards, my fees are quite expensive, Jake, but I'm sure you can afford it. <laughs> It's just Apple Pay. And if you don't accept Apple Pay, Joe, forget it. I don't want you to coach me. It's that simple. <laughs> but the point is, I understand with the forming habit and it's very, very helpful. But just a little thing there that I mentioned. Also consider some of the other stuff, the other challenges that are maybe connected to running, but not running specific. So like the burpees and things like that. I mean, how many people got injured when they did the, uh, the Joe Wicks PE? Because <laughs> let's do that with the kids. Yeah, the kids, you know, got a... A, a, a much more resilience than you have and all of a sudden you end up injured you've got to be a little bit careful experience the kids got bored and it was just the adults <laughs> left in <laughs> that's pretty much it that is pretty much it madness it is it is but i think you know as we say i i think there's a place for taking on running challenge i think it can really help if you are struggling with motivation and i think Sometimes as well, I think we're very harsh on ourselves as runners, aren't we? And think, why aren't I motivated? I thought I was a dedicated, committed, determined runner. And here I am struggling to get out the door. And, and I think we can really, yeah, you, you can get, and maybe I'm speaking too much here from personal experience over the last few weeks, you know, other things come along, your training starts to drift away, you beat yourself up because there's lack of motivation. And, and you know, that doesn't feel like a great place to be. And so I think that's where... It, that can be both a blessing and a curse because that can, you know, you can be quite fired up by taking on some sort of challenge, but you can also take on something that perhaps you haven't quite thought through the consequences. But having said that, I do find quite a few runners have come to me who started out doing one of these challenges, you know, particularly the kind of online stuff, and then actually said, oh, oh actually now I quite enjoy this running and now I'm quite fit and now I want to become, you know, what I'm looking for now is more structure. I've done the let's go out and do something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> running every day, running four miles every four hours, whatever it might be. But actually now I want to go and have a goal. So I think it can be a nice pathway for people, um, whether it's to improve your motivation or to bring you into more structured training. You, you keep mentioning the word motivation. It's firing me up. This is crazy. We've got like 10 minutes absolute max. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to explode. Let's just, let's just motivate everybody. So I sent a voice message to my runners this morning. We have a bit of a group where I drop messages in there. And it was about motivation, Joe. And it comes off the back of my run yesterday, actually. I got out last night, coming back from injury, went for a run. I don't often run in the night because I'm able to run in the day, but this, I just didn't get out in time, too busy. Last night, I was like, oh, it's dark, it's cold, it could be a little bit icy. You know, all those natural obstacles and reasons as to why you don't want to get out there or won't get out there. But what got me out there was two things, right? And these may be different things for you, but I'm just trying to provoke your thinking a little bit off the back of motivation. So what got me out there was the fact that I do have a race next year. So even if you're watching this and maybe you don't know how the land lies for you in 2022, but you know that there are going to be races that will inspire you at some point. Even if you've not signed up, you know that come January, you're probably going to start to think about training for various things. Well, you want to be in a good place by then. So you want kind of a foundation and if you built a foundation this year because you've been pretty consistent with your training, you, you know, you've pretty good frequency, maybe you've done some races, you don't want to lose that. Now, I'm not saying you're going to lose it completely overnight, 
You don't really want to go backwards. You want a nice starting point for January, like a platform, a springboard to then start working towards other races next year. So that would be my advice is just have in mind, well, I've got these races next year or I'm probably going to have races. There's probably goals that I'm going to want to achieve next year. So if I commit a little bit over December and through this Christmas period, then I'm going to be in a better position. Now, this could go, we could go off on a tangent here, Joe, because we've done a live where we've spoken about staying motivated through December. And one of the takeaways from there is, don't, you know, take some pressure off. It's okay if you do drop back a bit when you're running, but just keep a, a bit of a, 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 keep ticking over if you can. You know, that would be my advice to you. And the second thing is, just quickly, is I ran last night, what got me out the door, is I wanted to change the energy. Like yourself, Joe, we spend a lot of time indoors on our own. You can go a bit crazy. We speak to video cameras, record podcasts. I just, I just needed to just change the energy mentally in my head here. And I knew that a run would do that, as would other activity. So that's what got me to put the shoes on and get out of there. And did I feel better after the run? Yes, I did. So just think about the future. And also think about where you are in your day. How are you going to feel once you go and do that run? Are you going to hit the reset button on your day? Maybe somebody, a customer or a partner or a family or friend, you know, you got a bit robbed or there was something in the day that's kind of unsettled you. It's a good reset. It's a good level up. So just having those in your mind, I think, can help you to take action. I'm going to breathe. <laughs> I was just thinking as well. I mean, you know, we talked about sometimes you do these challenges because you get a bit of kudos, whether it's on Instagram or Strava. But actually... That's not always a bad thing either. I think if you are struggling with motivation and one of the things around these challenges that helps is that people, I mean, really, ultimately, probably nobody cares. But, <laughs> but actually, there's that feeling that, that you're accountable to someone and something and some people. So, you know, I think that can help with motivation. Make yourself accountable, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's privately, you know, your coach, whether it's to a friend, whether it's to a, another running buddy or whatever that can really help as well. And I think that's where these challenges do come in. They just give you a little bit of accountability to, to go and do it. As you say, rather than the temptation is, it's cold, it's dark, I don't really feel like it. Um, and you're right, we did touch on December last year. Uh, it's a shame, I was going to suggest that as a topic for next week, but no more, I'm going to have to think again. But, um, you know, I said again over Christmas, you know, it is true, take the pressure off yourself. So think about realistically... We hope we'll have your family and friends Christmas this year. We hope for those park runners, we'll have Christmas Day park run, which would be amazing because it's my favourite event of the year. Um, so, you know, but don't plan in lots and lots of runs over Christmas and, and then demotivate yourself because you don't have the time to do them because actually you've got this other stuff that is, you know, in many ways, family and friends and that kind of thing is, is actually equally important, I think, given everything that's happened over the last sort of year and 18 months so it's finding those balance between those two things isn't it finding something that motivates you but something that that also doesn't put too much pressure on that then becomes demotivating because you you can't keep up with it um, yeah but bang on um, so sorry can i can i just jump in quickly joe but bang on with what you're saying now and when we you know, mentioned about habit forming and stuff and now you mentioned balance balance doesn't have to be the same all year round by the way mm. it doesn't it ebbs and flows and and as you can always be in balance, but what that is made up of and the amounts of the various components can differ. Does, does that make some sense? So yeah. as you say, Joe, you get to Christmas, you've got other stuff going on. I've recently moved house, relatively speaking, not as recently as you have. There's things that take, a, take your eye off the ball. But when your eye's off the ball, your eyes aren't closed. It's just that your eyes are on something else. So there's potentially still balance there. It's just being mindful and aware and also allowing these things as well. 
do you, there's something I just want to mention on the Strava thing while it's fresh in my mind, but I've made a note here. Do you, do, you were going to say something there, Joe. Do you want to jump back in? Uh, I was just going to um, acknowledge Bridget, who did set herself a challenge around running a marathon every week, which she's doing amazingly, keeping that, that volume up. But she says as well, actually, there is what we haven't talked about is actually a, a power sport and a fundraising aspect often to these events. And I think, again, you know, don't dismiss that as a really good reason to, to do them, because if you do want to raise some money for charity, then and you don't get into perhaps one of the major races, which is obviously a, a common way of doing it, then they can actually provide a nice motivation. And, and that does get you out the door as well when you think people have paid money to a charity for you to do it. Um, but sorry, go back to it, Jake. No, you're right. And as Bridget's saying, a bit of accountability. You know, accountability definitely helps, doesn't it? It definitely helps. Otherwise, it's easy for us to take kind of the easy route and, uh, and the shortcut. No, it was just, you provoked my thinking with the whole Strava thing, really, and, and the kudos stuff. And this is kind of connected to everything we're talking about. But, you know, you mentioned, like, actually, I'm not sure whether people really, truly care. I, I think, I don't know whether, <laughs> what I'm, so how can I explain this? Kudos is great, and you see the kudos. I find myself sometimes looking at the kudos, but, and, and then I catch myself looking at it. I'm like, actually, doesn't really matter. If somebody's liked something, for like giving kudos, I don't think it means that they like necessarily really like the session that you've done. I'll explain what I mean by that. And if somebody doesn't give kudos, it doesn't mean that they don't like it. So, for example, I don't give that much kudos on Strava, and for no other reason than I tend to just kind of upload my stuff and then I disappear off. It's not because I don't care or I'm not happy what somebody's doing. I just I just don't really see it or think to click it. But if I was aware of what that person did, I'd probably, you know, and I saw them out in the streets or at a pub, I'd be like, that was awesome, well done, you know, top job. If somebody gives kudos, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've even looked at your session. So sometimes I will give kudos, but let's say I go on Strava and somebody pops up that I know on my feed and I'm about to edit the comments on my session, let's say, and I just see that it's just, they've just popped up. Sometimes I just hit kudos. I'm not even seeing what they've done, Joe. I don't even know what they've done. I'm just giving them a bit of support and a bit of acknowledgement. So, and that can extend out to other areas of life as well, of course, with acknowledgement, social media, the world we live in. So just being aware of that and not putting too much focus or emphasis on these little things, I think is actually a really healthy place to be as well. I think it helps manage your mind. Just want to bowl that out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we both agree on this. That social, I love social media, as you know, around far too often. Um, but I don't need it to... I don't need it to make me feel better about myself as a person. <laughs> I mean, it is nice. And I got upset when Jim insulted me last week on the call. Sorry, Jim, I will stop mentioning it. Um, but do you know what? But that's what we're trying to say, isn't it? Actually, when it comes back down to these challenges, you should be doing it for you and for something that makes you feel good. Now, whether that's for motivation, whether that's because you, you know, you feel like you want that kind of that kick and that buzz from achieving something that's quite challenging, whether you want to do it for fundraising, as Bridget said, um, you know, all of those reasons. But ultimately, it should be something that makes you feel good and positive and upbeat and glad that you've signed up for this. Otherwise, there's no point doing it. And that's why, you know, going back to what we said at the start around calling them crazy running challenges, something like a little bit wacky, maybe a little bit out there, lighthearted, but ultimately positive. Because we, you know, we both like to be competitive. We both like to run as well as we can but we really like to enjoy it as well and i think that's what you have to keep in mind with all of these things it's important definitely and on that note i'm off to enjoy the rest of my weekend <laughs> um we have as we said covered a whole number of crazy challenges if you have got a crazy running challenge on though but please do tell us about it because i am also looking for a bit of motivation 
and um, apart from going training up my hill later on, uh, you can always catch up on the Running With Jake podcast. You can catch up on my page or Jake's page. Um, and we like to talk about something different each week. And we will hopefully catch up with you all soon next week. Take care, Jake. Have a good week. See you guys. Good to see you, Joe. I'm getting out of this Bye. cupboard. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday. Or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.